0: Welcome back to the Misfits and Mysteries podcast. We're your weekly podcast for all things weird and wacky from Bigfoot and aliens to psychology and history and everything in between. We are your hosts, Emmy And Steve. So Steve, how are we doing?
1: Doing fine. How was your mystery vacation?
0: It was a lot of fun. Have I told you about it at all yet? No,
1: we haven't talked about it. We were going to save it for the podcast.
0: Okay, Steve, it was really fun. So for those of you guys who don't know, I just recently went on a mystery trip. One of my friends planned a trip and we did not know where we were going until we left. And even then every day was a mystery. So we get a letter every day about what we were doing. On the first day, we started in DC and left at like seven in the morning, get in the car, don't know where we're going. And we get a letter, like a clue that says, what's white and red and falls out of the sky. Apples. The answer was you. And we went skydiving. Oh, wow. (laughs) So two hours into the trip, we went skydiving and had like a five minute warning. Wow. It was crazy. And then from there we went to the Smoky Mountains in Tennessee.
1: Isn't that like a long drive?
0: Steve, on this past Tuesday, we sat in the car for 14 hours.
1: Yeah, because isn't Tennessee to New York like 17 hours? At least to Nashville is about 17.
0: We spent 14 hours in the car. Why didn't you just
1: fly? That sounds fucking miserable.
0: Well, I didn't know where we were going, so I couldn't buy flights ahead of time. And then once we were there, they were like, 300 bucks and we're like we'll just find a way to make it fun it was fine
1: that's actually terrible that you were forced to drive for 14 hours after hiking
0: i know we kind of made it fun though we were very smelly
1: i can only imagine
0: that was the mystery trip that's fun yeah it was like our first outing
1: yeah that's fun was that the first time you went skydiving yes was it fun or was it scary or
0: So I'm really afraid of heights. So I was really nervous in the plane going up. But then once you're there on the edge of the plane and have to jump out, it was not scary. You don't really jump
1: out. There's a guy strapped to you.
0: Well, you kind of have to be the one to leap. Anyways, I was also scared because they were giving you a safety talk and telling you like, okay, you have like a little watch that tells you what elevation you're at. He's like, okay, when it gets to 6,000 feet, you're going to reach back, grab your parachute, pull it out. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. So I have to wash this wash and then find the parachute. And like, what happens if I pull it out at the wrong time? I was really freaking out. And then mm. once we were up there, he just did it.
1: <laughs> I think they had to teach you how to do that. That was just in case the guy dies or something. a heart yeah. attack. But he you was like,
0: he was acting like I was going to do it. And I was freaking out.
1: I think they prepare you for it just because they don't want you to die. Yeah. I've never done that. I would probably go skydiving. There's no scenario where I go bungee jumping.
0: Bungee jumping freaks me out.
1: People die all the time. What they say is if you don't jump right away, you're never going to jump and you just shouldn't do it. You're overcoming basically like your suicide prevention in your brain.
0: And there's no one strapped to you. It just seems a lot more dangerous.
1: Yeah, also, if that thing breaks, which happens more often, not more often than not, but it happens pretty frequently, you're dead.
0: That would be the worst way to go, too.
1: There's nothing that's going to save you. You're dead. If you hit the water, you're dead. If you hit anything, you're dead. I wouldn't do that. You're literally just committing suicide, basically. <laughs> that sounds like a fun trip.
0: It was a lot of fun. I almost kind of wish I knew where we were going ahead of time, though, because that's how you, like, get excited about it. I was having trouble getting excited about it when I didn't know where I was going.
1: Would you do another mystery vacation or you want to stick to vacations where you can actually get excited?
0: Probably stick to vacations where I can get excited, but I think I would have fun planning a mystery trip.
1: Yeah, I feel like the mystery trip's fun for the planner and not... I mean, like, it's fun when you're there, but not as fun for everyone else. Yeah. Because they don't have any say in what you do.
0: If you were to plan a mystery trip, where would you go?
1: I have no idea. I don't think about it.
0: I'd probably do a whitewater rafting trip.
1: I've done that before, though.
0: Where you, like, stay overnight?
1: No, I've never done that. I would not make anyone go hot air ballooning because I think that's stupid.
0: Why? I, I had
1: this argument once. Bucket list. Why? You just go into a balloon and go straight up? That's how white people die, Emily.
0: You don't just go straight up. You go, like, around town. When we were at college, do, like, the senior week hot air balloon?
1: No, I didn't do that. I would never go into one of those flying death traps.
0: See, it was the most pathetic thing. I was like, this is on my bucket list. And it was on the last day of senior week. So, of course, you're like mega hungover at 7 a.m. I don't know why that's when they chose to do it. But I was like, I got to get up. I got to go. And I'm pretty sure I was still drunk. Show up. And the hot air balloons there. I'm like so pumped. Get in it. And it literally goes up maybe 30 feet in the air and then it's tied to a rope and they just bring it right back down and that was it you've been it was so pathetic the whole thing lasted maybe 30 seconds that's it i literally just marched back to my room in my bed bed i was like that was so bad
1: you know what i would do for a mystery trip it's a trip i want to do anyway my brother and my dad did this years and years ago they didn't bring me because i was a little kid then but I'd go on a fishing trip in the remote wilderness of Canada. It's incredible. Every cast, you catch something. You were there for like a week. You catch your own food pretty much. And you just fish like all day, every day in the wilderness. And like you're with some guides that's like take or plan out to get there. It sounds like a cool time.
0: That sounds really cool.
1: Yeah, I would love to do that. And it's but, I,
0: with guides, so they like... Well, yeah, like, any
1: of the guides, there has to be at least one doctor slash EMT friend there, because you don't want to play around with that in the wilderness.
0: Yeah, you really don't. Yeah, well, yeah. I told you about that show I was watching Alone, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a competition to see who can live the longest in the Canadian wilderness. I like camping and like living in the outdoors. I could never...
1: Well, that's not camping, that's living in the outdoors. yeah
0: that's a different breed
1: when you camp or hike you're there for what like maybe a week at most these people are there every single day for life it's a different lifestyle
0: it's not like oh let me just pack in all my food yeah everything from scratch
1: that's not my lifestyle i don't want to do that
0: anyways totally different topic we have some news to talk about
1: yes topical for once i missed this actually you're the one who told me about it
0: so the government recently put out this report it's like 120 different encounters of ufos unidentified flying objects and they have said that they cannot rule out that they were of alien origin
1: that's exciting i guess
0: but I don't know why people aren't freaking out about this. Yeah,
1: I don't know what the fuck's up with people. Every time there's been major UFO or alien news, no one seems to care. They're like, oh, I'm more interested in like the Trump impeachment. It's like, who gives a shit about that? There's aliens. The government just said there's UFOs. Or, oh, COVID. It's like, sure, COVID's a big deal, but UFOs.
0: I feel like people are just so burnt out from the news. If there was going to be an alien abduction, this would be the perfect time for them because we're just like, eh, whatever. Like, yeah, no. whatever happens to me, happens
1: to me. Also, what I don't understand is there's literally nothing going on right now. Why don't people care about this? There's literally nothing going on in the U.S. That's, like, major. We've had COVID. We've had all these big things as a distraction. There's literally nothing major like that right now. Just fucking, yeah, why are I'm we trying, freaking out?
0: I was trying to think, what are people talking about right now instead? But I can't really.
1: There's nothing going on in the U.S. right now that's more important than aliens. Why are we talking about this?
0: I don't know. What's kind of scary is the report also said that they cannot rule out that it's not China or Russia experimenting with new weapons.
1: I don't like that. They shouldn't be allowed to have those.
0: Yeah, but just probably like the more likely thing that's happening, which is kind of freaky.
1: But here's the reason that I don't think that's true. What are the odds that the Russians and Chinese have had this technology since, I don't know, when we first started recording these things, like in the 60s? 70s 80s they didn't have it back then because we didn't have it we were more advanced than them back
0: then i don't know how far the sightings go back
1: i feel like ufo has been reported since at least the like 50s by like army people and whatnot
0: yeah i watched this interview with this guy who's a fighter pilot or something like the
1: tic tac guy
0: it was not the tic tac guy it was just some other dude who's in the air force and he said that and this was like recently like he just left the air force he said that every single day they would encounter something that he couldn't explain
1: i mean look i'm very really hopeful that's aliens and not the russians or chinese
0: but... what if they're bad aliens
1: well if they're bad aliens like at least we can band together and stop them
0: what if that's where covid came from That's am not gonna theory <laughs> Let's
1: avoid that one. I don't want to like get flagged for anything. I know. But on COVID talk, everyone should get vaccinated. They're not reporting it, but independent studies show that the death rate and infection is really low for vaccinated people. The death rate is really high for unvaccinated people. So don't be a fucking moron. Get your vaccine. It's not political. It's literally going to save your life. If you think politics are more important than your life, you're a fucking moron. Politics don't mean anything. Do it to protect yourself. Don't even do it to protect other people. Protect your fucking self. Get your vaccine. Jesus Christ. They're so easy to get that they give them away for free. It doesn't cost you anything. It's free. Just get your fucking vaccine, people.
0: Yeah. Even if you've had COVID, go
1: get it. Don't travel to other countries right now. I don't give a shit that you need your fucking like Instagram pictures for your vacation. Don't travel to other countries because we don't need COVID coming back here. Get vaccinated and stay in America for a year or two.
0: And that's that.
1: Yeah. That's the hot
0: take of the week. Not even a hot take. No, it's not a
1: hot take. It's like, just be a reasonable person and don't spread infectious diseases. Wash your fucking hands. Wear your mask on the New York City subway. Honestly, they should have the mask mandate in the New York City subway forever because that place is filthy.
0: Yeah. Wearing a mask does not bother me.
1: No, not at all. I don't like wearing it outside. Indoors, I have no problem wearing a mask inside.
0: Yeah. And now in the city, it's getting hot. Yeah. Wear it outside, but...
1: I don't like wearing a mask outside, but like if I'm gonna go into a restaurant, I'll wear one. Or if I'm gonna go in the grocery store, I'll wear one. I don't care, you know?
0: Yeah. Subway.
1: Subway. Oh, I'm gonna wear a mask every I think a mask is my new public transportation attire, because you know what? They're fucking disgusting. You're right. We'll get out of germ theory talk shortly, but you know those like hand dryers that blow on your hands?
0: Mm-hmm. You know how
1: filthy those are?
0: No, every, don't tell me that.
1: Honestly, like, you should wear a mask when you go to a bathroom if it has one in there. Every time some asshole dries their hands with one, all the germs I've collected in it get dispersed throughout the room.
0: But didn't they just wash their hands? Isn't that the point?
1: There's germs in it, though. It collects, like, germs and bacteria and shit. Yeah. And Is
0: it just the ones that that are, like, go down? I don't know if
1: it's the ones that go down or what, but recirculates all the dirty air back into the room.
0: Yikes.
1: I really hope those go out of business soon because sure, it's terrible to cut down trees to make like paper towels, but I'd rather lose a couple trees than spread illnesses.
0: I usually just give my hands a shake anyways.
1: I'm, yeah, I'm a big shake guy myself. Yeah. Also- Everyone like, should just shake. Also, yeah. seriously, like fuck any bathroom that doesn't have paper pair towels. What's the point of washing your hands if you're just going to have to touch that filthy handle to open the door?
0: Oh, yeah. Like that's why
1: I like paper towels. Like I wash them, dry my hands. And I open like the filthy ass handle with it. It's disgusting. Cause like, what's the point of washing your hands if you're going to touch like the most disgusting handle in the world? Cause you know, there are plenty of people out there who do their business and don't wash their hands.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: It's gnarly. I went, Ugh, it's gross. Anyway, let's uh, get into some announcements <laughs> for the episode. So we have a voicemail line. Leave us fucking voicemails, guys. I don't know what's wrong with you. You're not good fans. Don't leave us voicemails. The number is 914-627-8582. For the love of God, leave us a ghost story, a cryptid sighting story, a UFO story. Were you abducted by aliens? Tell us about it. Have you seen a cryptid or Bigfoot or something? Tell us about it.
0: You got a story that you want to make up and pretend it's real? Tell us us
1: about it. Do you want to steal your buddy's awesome ghost story? Do it. Leave us voicemails. We're trying to make an awesome episode for you guys, and you're just not cooperating. It's not cool. (laughs) Do it. Do it. That number again is 914-627-8582. Leave us a voicemail. It's through Google Voice. And as always, subscribe to this show so you never miss an episode. And leave us a five-star review. So, what are you talking about today, Emmy?
0: I'm talking about Lumeria. You ever heard of it?
1: No, what's that?
0: It is a hidden continent that disappeared under the water back in the day ooh, and there was some freaky people living on it
1: that's exciting and i'm talking about nothing because i had personal things this weekend that were far more important than the podcast so too bad
0: (laughs) but you guys will get to hear about lumeria
1: lumeria for
0: a long time
1: yes yeah so let's get into the episode
0: all righty and we're back (laughs) So, Lumeria. As I said, there's this theory that there's this hidden continent called Mm. Lumeria. And how they came up with this was back in the 1800s, there's these scientists. And they're looking around in the Indian Ocean. And in particular, there's this guy, Philip Lutley Scatler.
1: That's a long name.
0: (laughs) Right? I don't know if he goes by his whole name, but that's a lot. So he has this paper called "The Mammals of Madagascar."
1: Uh huh. So where is this continent located?
0: So, it's like a triangular continent.
1: Is it in the Bermuda Triangle?
0: No, oh. I don't. I don't think so.
1: So it's not it's off the coast in, it's of In the Indian Ocean. Oh, so definitely not.
0: <laughs> no. I don't know where the Bermuda Triangle is. That
1: no, was like, that's that's in like Florida area. Florida, okay. Bermuda. Definitely not, it's, it's, definitely not. I mean, it's, it's by Bermuda.
0: All right, I wasn't thinking, okay. <laughs> so it's a triangular continent that touches Africa, India, and Madagascar.
1: Okay, that's pretty big.
0: Yes, and this guy, Philip Lutley Scatler, so he was noticing that there are more species of lemur. So this is a little confusing. So stick with me here. There are more species of lemur in Madagascar than there were in Africa or India.
1: Well, aren't lemurs only in Madagascar?
0: I guess there are some in Africa and India too. Okay,
1: sure. I don't know.
0: And so he said Madagascar must have been where they originated from, but how could they have gotten to Africa or India without this big landmass in the middle. And this is way before theories of continental drift. It doesn't really check out when you apply like what we know today. Yeah. That was his idea. He was like there must have been a continent connecting all of these and it somehow sunk to the ocean floor.
1: Just like Atlantis.
0: Oh, wait, no. Here it is. I was looking for this specific sentence in my notes. Okay. So it touched India's southern point, the southern tip of Africa, and western Australia.
1: So that's gigantic.
0: Gigantic. And somehow just sinks to the bottom of the ocean. Yep. Okay.
1: As continents do. It's it's a daily struggle. Sometimes you have Australia, sometimes it's gone.
0: You know... It's tough out there. Imagine
1: how crazy it would be if one day like South America just disappeared.
0: And it probably was like that size.
1: How insane would it be if Europe just vanished? Just boop. bloop. It just sunk into the ocean. There's no more Europe. It's just like the Americas, Asia, and Australia.
0: Yeah. That'd be I, crazy. Hopefully that doesn't happen like it did with Lumeria. I hope not. <laughs> so... A lot of people take this theory and just kind of go off with it and there's this guy Ernest Hacknell I don't know mm. why these people have the craziest names
1: this is like the 1800s you said yeah that's probably why and this
0: this guy's from Germany okay Ernest Hacknell at the time they thought humans originated in Asia and he was like this is what allowed humans to move from Asia into Africa." and other parts of the world. Mm -hmm. So, then Hacknell's theory gets a little crazy.
1: That's just how we like it.
0: Exactly, exactly. Here's where it gets interesting. I'm not just talking about lemurs today. So, Hacknell says that Lumeria, which he called paradise, may have, quote, been the very cradle of humankind itself. Really? So, there were... According to Hacknell and his people who believed what he believed, these breed of people called the Lumerians, they're 15 feet tall. They have four arms and they're all hermaphrodites. And they lived along the dinosaurs.
1: So we went from 15 foot tall, four armed hermaphrodites to modern humans.
0: Steve, you got to remember, a lot of them died because they sink below the earth.
1: But aren't there ancestors?
0: You know, that's a great question.
1: Because dogs came from wolves and wolves aren't like 15 foot tall dogs with like eight legs and hermaphrodites. It doesn't quite work yeah, like and that.
0: I honestly don't know where this came. It's not like he found like remains, you know, it was just like, yep. That's what they were. I, I'm, this is like the same thing as the hollow earth where there's like 15 foot tall people. You can make up whatever you want.
1: I'm telling you, science was so much fun in the 1800s. Literally, you just made shit up. And You
0: just throw shit at the wall and see what sticks.
1: Yeah, you're like, um, there's a population of turtles with like 18 penises and they all are 38 feet tall and have humans as pets. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? But egg is like, sure, I can believe that
0: yeah exactly if no one's checking you i wonder if that's how anything that we know in science today came to be and someone was just like happened to be right
1: and you know how we figured out about like how we discovered uh bacteria i think it is is i forget who it was but someone just didn't clean their fucking like something out uh like their microscope tray out and you just watched them grow like okay. oh that's yeah that's how they discovered bacteria. Oh no, sorry, not sorry, I'm wrong. No, how they discovered penicillin is that someone just didn't clean up their thing and observe that the penicillin they accidentally created was just killing the bacteria. They discovered penicillin because they were filthy.
0: Well, happy accident.
1: Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't doubt it that someone threw something at the wall and like, oh shit, it actually stuck.
0: Yeah, exactly. Maybe that's like I can't even think of what it would be.
1: I mean, I don't know, but I thought I have. Like, you know what cycles are? No. They're pretty complicated. We had to learn about them in the environmental science stuff. But basically, they're the ways that the Earth rotates that change every, like, however many thousands of years. There's, like, a one that's, like, a waddle, one that's a tilt, and one's like, the rotational axis. They coincide perfectly with ice ages. But what's insane is they figured this out in, like, the 1800s when they weren't or like 700 ever was, a figured this out, before they could really observe these things. Mm-hmm. And I almost wonder if that, that's a case where the guy just threw fucking numbers at a wall and it happened to match up pretty much perfectly. I don't know for a fact, but complex math equations and shit that they figured out back then where there's no way to test it that actually work are crazy.
0: I don't understand that at all. That makes absolutely no sense.
1: Math is crazy.
0: Math is a language that I don't think I'll ever understand.
1: What's so funny is, you know, in like high school and some people complain and they're all like, oh, we're never going to need to do math. Again, it's useless thing ever. Math is like the single, besides like writing and speaking words properly, math is like the most important thing to learn because everything is math. You have to pay bills as math. Tip, that's math. If you are getting an apartment, you have to figure out if your stuff can fit in it. You got to do math.
0: Or figure out if you can pay for your apartment or do your taxes.
1: Yeah, seriously. Math is one of the most important skills and people in math like, what do you do this? Like literally, do you own a house? Yes. Then you're gonna need the Pythagorean theorem at some point to figure out if shit fits.
0: This is a complete tangent, but that's okay. We have time.
1: Just plenty of time.
0: Why do you do home ec when you're in 7th grade?
1: I don't know. That's a really good question. It's not useful in 7th grade. That would be useful in senior year or junior year of high school.
0: Because we learned how to write a check, how to cook a meal, how to change a baby's diaper, like shit that you will need to know in life. But because I was 12 years old, I was like, fuck this. Steve, I almost failed home ec. (laughs)
1: Have you ever failed a class before?
0: That was the closest I ever came to it.
1: Yeah, I never failed a class either. But that's so true. Like, you don't need to learn how to pay taxes and do all that stuff until you're like 18. Yeah. The earliest you can stop being a dependent is 18. So, like, they should teach you that junior or senior year of high school, not it, when you're 12. It
0: would have been so useful. I mean, I guess there were people in my high school at that age that were having a baby.
1: Yeah, there were, but still, like, that's not useful. Maybe, maybe if they had a better health education.
0: Yeah, I don't know. They taught us how to cook things, how to do laundry. I wish I had that now. Like they taught you how to read the labels on clothing.
1: I tell you, this is useful stuff when you're 18 and you're about to live on your you're own.
0: About to go to college, and yeah. especially for us, our first semester we had to cook all of our own shit. Like there's no dining hall. You're living. Yeah. I mean,
1: I knew how to cook food, but like it was basic. I wasn't very advanced then. Yeah. I can cook really so, well like- now. I mean, I don't know what your school is like. I'm not going to go into in depth, but our health class was absurd. Isn't how it's supposed to be like how to have like safe sex. We talked about that for like a week and then it's like, don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. Like, well, I was never going to do meth, but the kids (laughs) that are going to do meth are going to do meth regardless of if they have health education. And to be fair, health was the easiest A I've ever had in my life, but still hammering home the anti-drugs things. No one who's in this health class is not going to do heroin because you told us not to do heroin. We're not going to do heroin because we have our lives together.
0: They actually did studies about schools that had D.A.R.E. programs. People did more drugs. Oh,
1: yeah. D.A.R.E. is, like, one of the biggest failures, but politicians still want to bring it back. There's, like, one in particular who wants to bring it back and blow money on it. That's true. Like, there's so many studies that just show that D.A.R.E. did nothing. It yeah. Actually, yeah. you're right. It made people worse at drugs. They made them do it more. Because yeah. you're exposing them to drugs.
0: Back to the sex ed stuff all they did for us was show us diagrams of the insides of people's bodies. Oh
1: yeah. Pretty much all we did too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then they were just like, everybody used condoms, but like didn't show you how to put one on. And it was, again, maybe would have been a little bit more helpful if we were a little bit older.
1: Yeah. I mean, we had it again in high school, but still you had that like your sophomore year, which like not much, but I'm telling you like, The funniest part, too, is my health teacher was like 6'6", a former D1 basketball player. And he with a straight face, he's like, I waited till marriage. like, no way you did, man. No way. (laughs) You went to like a legit top basketball school and you're a D1 athlete. There's no way you waited until you're married.
0: That must be one of the funniest jobs, to be like a middle school health teacher. Like all day, you just have to come in and like break middle schoolers' hearts. I
1: don't know if I'm going to keep this story in. I think I've told it to you, but in middle school, someone asked a question about if you could pee the boner. And when I was what, in middle school, so I was like, what, uh, fuck, sixth grade? And our teacher, who was like, in retrospect, like our age now, like 24, said, no, it's not possible. And I've been peeing with erections for years. And then I thought nothing of it. And then I didn't know that that guy lied to me until I was 21.
0: But did did she just like not know? You think like why? No, this is would...
1: the dude. He was just like, yeah, I know, it's not possible.
0: Why? Why would he lie about that?
1: I don't know. But he made me look like an idiot. My <laughs> friend's was like, dude, what the fuck? Why did you tell me this? I thought his was, was like, what? That's not true. <laughs> and I thought about it. I'm like, yeah, it's not true.
0: That's funny. You have told me that story before. That's hysterical. High school and middle school. The health class just failed everyone, I think.
1: Yeah, I think it really did. It failed the people I know who have kids who are our age because that's so what he's a condom. Well, yeah.
0: Didn't tell us about the uh, 15 foot tall hermaphrodites. Permaphrodite. Yeah, that would
1: have been useful information. Just like I wish I learned Photoshop in high school and not engineering because I can't do physics for the fucking life of me. <laughs> anyway, let's get back on track with. Anyways.
0: Maria i don't remember where i was so yeah this guy heckle heckle,
1: yeah, cool. yeah,
0: cool. heckle. 15 foot tall four-armed hermaphrodite is that the proper term
1: hermaphrodite yeah i think so yeah if you're born with both i'm pretty sure it's hermaphrodite yeah. yeah it's not like a derogatory thing
0: yeah okay yeah so again also lived alongside the dinosaurs so just like the ancient, ancient aliens alien. We're combining
1: theories here. Ancient aliens, hollow earth.
0: Exactly. He starts looking for the quote missing link in this area. And he's looking for fossils of humans under the sea and can't find them.
1: Yeah. Not surprised.
0: Fast forward. So Hackle was 1860s. Fast forward to 1899. Mm -hmm. Great year.
1: Great year, 1899.
0: Great year for the great... Turn of the century. Frederick Oliver... Sorry. All these people have long...
1: They're German. They have multiple names.
0: Frederick Spencer Oliver.
1: Frederick Spencer
0: Oliver. He publishes a book called A Dweller on Two Planets. And he claims that the Lumerians, those who survived, went to... Mount Shasta in California and they still live there to this day.
1: Has anyone ever been to Mount Shasta?
0: Well okay so Mount Shasta is and I could have done a whole other segment on Mount Shasta because this is actually how I found the Lemurians. I was looking up Mount Shasta because Mm -hmm. it's This place where a lot of spiritual people go because there's just like a lot of supernatural activity there. There's a lot of UFO sightings. There's a lot of Bigfoot sightings. And people also think that the Lumerians live inside of the mountain.
1: Do people still believe this theory or no? Yeah. Oh, I guess people still believe anything. So
0: yeah. And so there's all these theories and quote unquote sightings where people say that, They've seen the Lumerians just like walking around outside Mount Shasta in white robes. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of different theories on what they look like. Not all of them have four arms. Not all of them are 15 feet tall. But most people believe that they live in like a series of complex tunnels underneath the mountains. Five years later, 1904, there's this guy, J.C. Brown. British mm-hmm. guy, much easier name. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is obviously right after that book comes out about the Lumerians. And he goes to Mount Shasta and he's like, Guys, I found an underground city 11 miles underneath the mountain, full of gold. There's mummies everywhere. And he said that the mummies, the bodies of the mummies, were 10 to 12 feet tall, and- he, Are you sure
1: it wasn't looking at statues?
0: I mean, either way, it's like, why is that city down there?
1: True, that is true.
0: It feels very Hollow Earth to me. Yeah. So, J.C. Brown compiles a group of 80 people to go explore the mountain for the underground city, because he's like, guys, I gotta take you back there. But the day that the expedition is supposed to leave, he disappears, never seen again. Wow. Isn't that kind of crazy?
1: That is kind of crazy. I wonder where he disappeared to.
0: I mean, it's got to be that he was just like, I can't keep up this lie. I got to, like, leave.
1: Yeah, he probably went to another country or something. It was also really easy to disappear back then.
0: Yeah, that's true. He also
1: could have gotten eaten by a wild animal.
0: There's a lot of things that could have happened to him.
1: Yeah. Pothole. I mean, not a pothole. Sinkhole, I meant.
0: (laughs) Pothole. Just driving along. Yeah, driving along.
1: A pothole got launched from his carriage and died perhaps
0: and i also want to tell you about this other woman go for it i'm gonna send you a link to her website called the lumarian connection
1: i'm excited
0: and i was just googling lumarians and i just stumbled upon her website her name is Aurelia louise jones mm-hmm. and this is the bio she has so the lumarian connection is all about lumarians i believe
1: presume so I,
0: I would presume and it's just got a lot of like spiritual stuff they invite you to events looks like a fun website so this is her and i'm going to read you some of her bio go for it under the sponsorship of the brotherhood of light and the order of Meldetskik. sure She was ordained as a minister in 1998 and devoted much of her spirituality to ministry from then on. She was also a spiritual teacher of higher consciousness principles leading to the ascension process. While living in Montana in 1997, she received direct guidance from Adama, the Lumerian Council of Light of Thalos, to move to Mount Shasta in order to be prepared for a mission with them that it would eventually become the major aspects of her life's work. She moved to Mount Shasta one year later in 1998. Mm-hmm. So she just like, got a sign from the Lumerians and is now living there. And she has written works such as... The effects of recreational drugs on spiritual development. The sacred flames. Ascension of flame and purification to immortality.
1: Nice.
0: So I just thought she was kind of a fun lady.
1: Sounds like a fun character.
0: To answer your question from before, there are people that still believe in (laughs) the
1: Okay. Also on her website, she wrote Telso latino america i think she meant latin america is not latino america is it now
0: i don't think so
1: i think that's a mistake
0: oh here we go you'll like this steve this is also part of her bio
1: all right i'm ready
0: at the request of lady kuan yin arela louise channeled through her cat angelo a touching message from the animal kingdom now in a book called angelo's message to the world angelo was her favorite cat who incarnated to be with her again in order to bring his message on behalf of the animal kingdom regarding treatment of animals on this planet. That's
1: nice. I like that.
0: See that? Cute.
1: She seems like a nice lady.
0: She does seem like a nice lady. Did you see that picture of her? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So do you want to hear some more about the Lumerians?
1: Uh, Yes. I need to know everything there is to know about Lumerians.
0: I got a lot more. (laughs) I'm excited. Okay. So now I'm going back in history a little bit you okay. like the origins of lumerians it's going a little bit out of order but
1: the fun of it
0: that's the fun of it so at the time when lumerians were thriving there was two civilizations Lumeria and Atlantis oh <laughs> so there was some tension between the two of them because they're like the only two civilizations of humans awesome. and there's also like some less evolved humans and also dinosaurs, I guess. And so the Lumerians think that, quote, the less evolved cultures should be just kind of left to evolve on their own pace. Mm-hmm. Whereas the people of Atlantis thought that these less evolved cultures should be controlled by them. So that's kind of where their argument comes from. Then they have a bunch of wars and the wars weaken the continental plates. And when the wars were over, this is from the website that I found it on. I just think this is an interesting quote. So I'm going to read it directly. All right. When the wars were over and the dust had settled, there were no winners, only death, destruction, and further debasing of the human spirit to the point that both sides realized the futility of such behavior. (laughs) So the Lumerians are like, fuck this, we're going to Mount Shasta. But only some of them made it there because, of course, the continent sinks. The city of Thalos, where they live inside Mount Shasta, is kind of created, and it houses 200,000 Lumerians at the time. Today, that's Population has grown to 1.5 million Lumerians living inside Mount Shasta.
1: Okay, that is a gigantic population inside of a mountain. Right? Especially it's where people are 15 feet tall.
0: 1.5 million? Like, what is that the size of? That's bigger than some small countries. That's
1: bigger than Manhattan, I think.
0: Manhattan is 8 million people. Oh, is it? Yeah.
1: I'm literally Googling 1.5 million people. Tuberculosis killed 1.4 million people. Okay. 2019. In just 2019. That's insane.
0: Whoa, what?
1: Yeah, 2019.
0: I think it's actually a pretty popular disease in some countries.
1: I don't know if popular is the right word, but it's a common disease.
0: Well, that's not what I meant. You know what I meant. (laughs) People (laughs) love it.
1: People love going down and catching some tuberculosis.
0: So Fiji has less than a million people yeah. Iceland only has 300,000 people there are a lot of countries that have less than 1.5 million people look at
1: states the district of Columbia it's not really a state Delaware South Dakota North Dakota Alaska Vermont and Wyoming all have fewer than a million
0: and this is 1.5
1: yeah so they're bigger Our than Shasta
0: better be a big fucking mountain
1: Oh, I know, right? That's too many people. See, as we talked about math before, let's do some fun little math here. So these people are 15 feet tall, right? Mm -hmm. So let's just do some math. So they're 2.5 times as large. So they need at least 6,250 calories at a minimum to sustain themselves if they're that much bigger than us, but not much heavier. So let's say they need to eat about 10,000 calories a day
0: Mm -hmm.
1: or 7 let's say 8,000 calories a day to survive. That's a lot of food what are they eating to get that many calories
0: i don't know that's a really good question actually
1: because they're inside of a mountain they can't be vegetarians because that'd be impossible that many calories
0: and impossible to grow food inside of a mountain
1: that wouldn't even be possible because i'm thinking about like the world's strongest men like those people eat like ten thousand calories a day sure they're burning like all of it so they, they, sorry, they like 8,000 to 10,000 calories a day. I'm sure they burn all of it because they're like lifting heavy weights and are trying to get big. Yeah. But they only weigh around 400 pounds. If you're 15 feet tall, you probably weigh like 1,000 pounds. So they're going to probably need like 20, 30,000 calories a day. To survive. And
0: how much room do they need? If you're 15 feet tall and you got forearms, you take up a lot of room.
1: they take up a lot of real estate. No way.
0: And there's 1.5 million of you walking That's around inside this mountain.
1: That's not possible. I
0: don't know. I don't know.
1: buy it. There could be some, but not 1.5 million. Not
0: that many. Not that many. There's some weird spiritual stuff connected to Lumerians too. Some people say that they can, even if they're not near Mount Shasta, they can communicate with Lumerians through spiritual practices like meditation. They're a highly spiritual race of people. And they use crystals as communication tools.
1: Good old chakra stones.
0: Exactly. And people say that the Lumerians program the crystals to teach us about oneness and healing. Sure. And, and then like put them out into the world.
1: Okay, why not? So- <laughs> hey, want to start a Lumerian healing crystal business?
0: <laughs> we'll just like pick up rocks outside.
1: gonna right, hold up. Right. Alibaba chakra students, i going to check that out. For ten bags of these things from Alibaba, which is like a wholesale thing in China, we can get like we can get wait a hundred grams. Doesn't sound like very much. Oh my god, we can get a thousand bags of these things, of chakra stones, for seventy six cents a bag.
0: How much is in a bag?
1: hundred grams of rocks.
0: Hundred grams.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll send you a link. That
0: doesn't seem like that much.
1: I'm just thinking, like, how can we start our chakra stone business here?
0: So, how many grams? 100 grams?
1: I think it's per bag.
0: So, that's a quarter of a pound. Yeah. So, that's not that much per bag.
1: No, it's not. But That's it's 76- a very
0: small amount.
1: But we'd pay only 76 cents a bag. If we get at least 1,000 bags.
0: I'm looking at this.
1: I think we can make a lot of money here. Oh, or we want the crystal wand healing crystal craft stone natural. <laughs>
0: These are wimpy little crystals.
1: Yeah, look at these bad boys. This is what we're going to sell. We're going to be Lumerians. These gonna...
0: are good looking crystals. These yeah. are legit.
1: We're going to the Lumerians to bless them. We're going to California to bless them. Then we're going to sell these. Well, we're going to buy them for $155 a pop. And we're going to sell them for like $20 each. That's a profit right there.
0: There you go. It looks like a giant pencil. Like a thick, very thick pencil with a point at the top.
1: We're going to become rich one day. We're selling our chakra stones. I still think that's the best scam to get into. If you're going to grift someone, to sell them chakra stones.
0: I've actually bought that stuff before, so.
1: Why? <laughs> it doesn't work.
0: You don't know that.
1: It's mass produced in China. How could it possibly work?
0: I mean, depends what you get. I haven't bought this shit.
1: It's all placebo. I really don't think chakra stones work. You know. Look, I'm all for some sort of holistic medicine, but this stuff is imaginary.
0: Yeah. But it's kind of fun.
1: Yeah, if that's your thing, whatever. All right, what else do we got about our, uh, besides the chakra stones, what else do they do? Okay,
0: so I have one more story tidbit kind of thing. Sounds good to me. Interestingly enough, you know, obviously this is all, it became very popular in the early 1900s, but then when people started realizing what, continental drift was people are like okay this is not it whatever there are some spiritual people who still believe it but not a huge thing but in 2013 geologists are like looking around in the Indian Ocean and they find fragments of granite and again you're gonna have to stick with me here they're looking around just not looking for Lumeria but just happen to be looking in the Indian Ocean Mm-hmm. And they find this shelf of granite that extends hundreds of miles south towards the country of Meredith. And on Meredith, they find this type of stone that dated 3 billion years old, even though the island itself had only been in existence for 2 million years. So it was formed from a volcano and brought up this granite that had been on the ocean floor much earlier than that. So what they theorize is that this granite had come from a much older landmass that had sunk into the Indian Ocean right where Lumeria is supposed to be.
1: Wow, that is wild.
0: And scientists, instead of calling it Lumeria, call it Martusia.
1: Oh, that's a much worse name. Right? Martousia was definitely the person that found it.
0: And they said that it sunk into the Indian Ocean around 48 million years ago when this part of the Earth was still moving around. There probably weren't humans running around on it, but...
1: Hey, it existed.
0: It was in the right spot, which is crazy.
1: That is wild. That is really wild.
0: Yeah. People are also saying, well, lemurs didn't evolve until like 45 million years ago. So it's probably not right that this guy's whole theory that he put together about the lemurs moving around. But hey, he got part of it right.
1: Yeah. That's interesting. What if they're not humans? What if the lumerians are like not even mammals? What if they're like a dinosaur?
0: What if they're aliens?
1: Or aliens. I was thinking about this. I was watching a documentary Sunday that I'm probably never going to finish at this point. But I started watching it. And I was just thinking, of it, like, it's about dinosaurs. I was just thinking, like, and, like, prehistoric stuff, how wild this stuff was that existed way back when. That, like, we just, like, all the body types that don't even exist now. Like, everything we see now is based off of, like, mammals. Because
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's, like, everything on land looks the way it does because... One species of fish made the leap, or besides, I think vertebrates are differently in fact, but all everything else like made the leap because there's one fish species made a leap to land and just dominated evolution. Think about how different our evolutionary path would be if a different fish went on land first. We would never exist, dinosaurs would never exist, potentially, nothing that like ever exists now would have existed because it have been a different thing. And I think about that, the more you think about that. The less and less likely it seems to me, it's going on aliens now. It's thinking about it's like that aliens or any sort of body shape that we could comprehend relative to us, right? Because there are so many dinosaurs and shit that we can't comprehend based on everything that's alive in our natural world now. So, why the hell would aliens like anything like us?
0: Yeah. I think the argument against that is this is the body shape. Like we have opposable thumbs and like. A skull that protects our brains and like it's one of the only body shapes that works. I think you're right, but I think that would be well, like- I
1: think that argument is just it. moot because we don't know what other conditions are like on other planets. Yeah. Also, what if they can control things with their mind, like telepathy? If you can control things with their mind, you don't need arms.
0: This is true.
1: You do need legs though.
0: Also kind of related, I was watching this interesting video the other day about how Something like 98% of all human history happened before written recorded history. Uh-huh. So we just, like, have no idea what happened. They were, like, intelligent humans that could play music and talk to each other. And we'll just have never have no idea, like, yeah. what their culture was like.
1: We have no idea. I mean, do you know, like, the druids, the people that built the... um. Aliens, I'm, I'm sorry to break everyone. Aliens did not make Stonehenge. The Druids did. The reason that people think aliens made it is because when the Druids were conquered, so the Druids didn't have a written tradition. They had a very rich oral tradition. And when they got conquered by Rome and like, I forget who else, they just killed all the Druids off. So we know nothing about it. We don't know why they created Stonehenge. We don't know anything about it because other humans just killed them and wiped out all their oral tradition.
0: Yeah. That's why it's important to write shit down
1: exactly It's it's weird it's it's so interesting
0: like how fast we were able to progress once we started writing shit down
1: i know it's wild because yeah because then the next people can learn it and i wonder how much more advanced we'd be if we didn't just destroy other people's even like sure even if you destroy the culture if we just didn't destroy like their libraries yeah it's crazy someone invented calculus like hundreds of years before calculus but how they discovered that is some some like uh, monk or whatever literally printed over it to print a Bible. <laughs> Imagine if we had calculus 200 years before that. We could have literally been 200 years in the future potentially right now.
0: Well, and that's the thing too. There were so many smart people out there that probably with the right opportunities could have come up with shit so much earlier.
1: Yeah. The other thing too is, I think it was just easier to invent things back then because fewer things had been discovered and invented.
0: Yeah. And you the- also, people were inventors by trade. That's just what they did is just like sat there and like tried to invent things.
1: I mean, that is kind of a job. But you need like a fancy degree to get it.
0: Not in the same way.
1: It's not in the same way. Like you could go out and be like a naturalist and discover things because like, yeah, hey, no one's seen this before because no one's gone here. Yeah. It's crazy. It's just so it's just so weird everything's changed so much. We've seen with this week and the past few weeks talking about these old science theories that are just kind of nonsense. You can make anything up back then.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's just crazy to me, again, how quickly things have progressed now that we have writing. And now I'm sitting here talking to you on a computer.
1: Yeah, I, I don't even want to f- understand how that works.
0: I have no idea. The fact uh, that someone figured out how to do this is f- Freaky.
1: what's insane to me is like i have a computer science background i know how to do computer science and stuff what's insane to me is that we can even have computer science languages that allow this to happen
0: it doesn't make any sense it makes to me. no
1: sense. it's insane it makes no goddamn
0: sense I anyways mean, i don't know where we go from here
1: i think That's we gotta wrap all up all i
0: had on lumerians
1: <laughs> i think this is a fine episode i think it ran long enough i think we can wrap it on up let's do it all right. That was a good episode. I'll be back next week. I'll have a segment myself. Thank you, Emmy, for carrying the show. I had unforeseen circumstances prevent me from doing any research.
0: Yeah. Um, well, I hope everyone enjoyed the Lumerians. Yeah. Topic.
1: Yeah. So come back next Thursday, Mr. Submissary. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And please, for the love of God, leave us a freaking voicemail. 914-627-8582. Leave us your ghost stories. Leave us your cryptid sightings, UFOs. Are you abducted by aliens? Do you want to pretend you're abducted by aliens? That'd be fun too. Lie. You want
0: to to abducted by aliens.
1: Why? We'll never know. We'll never know that uh, you.
0: You read this. a book once. Yeah. About being abducted by aliens. Tell us about it. Pretend it was you.
1: Urban legends. Read a creepy pasta off the internet for Christ's sake. It doesn't <laughs> matter. Just pretend it's yours. we uh, yeah. Pretend you're the character in the story doesn't matter. We'll sus- we'll suspend our disbelief. Yeah, and there's a chance we get played in this sh- in the episode. So just do it. Yeah, and I already said the subscribe to anything, right? Subscribe, leave a five-star review, and where can people find us, Emmy?
0: So, you can find us on misfitsandmysteries.com. That's where you can find our blogs, all of our podcast episodes. We have a fan art page. Count anything Misfits and Mysteries related. That's how you can subscribe to the newsletter. Mm -hmm. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at podcast underscore Misfits. And we're on YouTube, Facebook, wherever you like to hang out. Yeah. Misfits and Mysteries.
1: You can find us. All right. Well, as always, stay spooky, Misfits.
0: Stay spooky, guys. Bye. Bye.